It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 at News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, along with Paula White from the Georgia Perennial Plant Association, and in just a couple of minutes, Michael Schopenhorst from the Atlanta Home Show. Coming up in the next half hour of questions about Encore azaleas, when to cut them back, when can you put fertilizer on her dogwood, Deb says out in Lilburn. Karen in Alpharetta wants to know how to prune limelight hydrangeas, and I've got a pruning limelight hydrangea expert here in the studio with me. But first, but first, let's talk to Michael Schopenhorst with the Atlanta Home Show. Hey, Michael. Hey, good morning, Walter. How are you? Uh, man, I'm great. So in, what, two weeks from now, or is it next? No, next week. Oh, next next week. You got that on your calendar, I hope. Uh, the North Atlanta Home Show is going to be with us, and we'll be doing a live broadcast next Saturday morning from the show floor, from the reliable heating and air stage, I should say. Uh, absolutely, and even before that, you're uh, opening up the uh, reliable heating and air. Oh, that's right, that's right. Friday, I better get my act together for that. Mm, uh, preparing your topic. Yeah, what is it? Uh, landscape recover from drought. Yeah, the drought. Oh my gosh! And you know, now that it's rained yeah. a little bit, everybody's forgotten how dry it was last year. Uh-huh. Somehow, I will It'll find probably... something of interest about drought properties and things like that because you know michael we're still in the drought mm-hmm. um de- declaration we still are not allowed to water more than once or twice a week and even though it's rained we're still not out of the woods by a long shot as far yeah, as the true. lakes go up here well let's talk about yeah. what's going to be at the home show michael give me some give me some highlights well we've uh, while we're on the subject of the reliable heating and air home show stage we have some great uh, outdoor and landscape uh, Speakers and topics there. One of our other favorites, Joe Washington, sure. uh, with Adopt and Garden Smart. That's been a very popular uh, topic for him. We've got Going Organic, uh, Butterfly Gardening, and Pollinators, um, Planting in the Right Place the Right Way. Another one that Joe specializes in, uh, Joe Washington specializes in teaching people how to plant the right plate, the right plant, the right place in the right way. Sure. Uh, we've got Pruning with a Purpose. We were talking about pruning. Uh, square foot gardening and uh, tree care for homeowners all on the stage. There's other topics as well. Those are ones that are uh, all outdoor and, and gardening and landscape uh, oriented. Love to have folks come out and see it. It is the 20th anniversary um, show. A great wow. uh, tradition. Yep, we're up at the Infinite Energy Center. Some yeah. people haven't heard of it. That's changed names. That is formerly the Gwinnett Center next to the the arena there off Sugarloaf Parkway is now called the Infinite Energy Center. Right. Uh, we've also got Trade Day on Friday. I want to let everybody know that if you're in the landscape business, uh, builder, remodel, electrician, realtor, anything to do with the uh, housing industry on Friday, your uh, your business card is your ticket compliments of BM, a PMC building materials. And uh, so that's a great way to come out and people who are in the industry learn a little bit more about the show. And on Saturday um, morning, to get into the show free, you have to get there between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m. and know the password, which is reliable, at the door. And if you stay after 9 o'clock, Dave Baker will host his show for an hour, and the show gates open at 10, but you get into the actual home show for free, if you, as long as you get there between that, 9 and 6 a.m. That is true. I will be there to greet anybody coming <laughs> in that, uh, that morning. Always good to see you there at yeah. 5 plus a.m. in the morning. I'm always amazed at how wide awake and... Uh, Ready to go, you are, Walter. So, hey, one other thing, AtlantaHomeShow.com, if there's anything we haven't really touched on. I know right. we uh, um, pr- 
appreciate your time this morning, but AtlantaHomeShow.com has got the, uh, the the show hours, ticket prices. We make it almost free for everybody. It's yeah. over $8. If you're 65 and over, it's free. If you're 12 and under, it's free. If you're military or first responders, it's buy one, get one free. So Do you, uh, do you pay parts. people if they're over 65 and a military <laughs> responder and a tradesperson, you give them extra money to spend? Is that what you do? Well, we're, by not charging them, we're giving them extra money. To oh, 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 I got it. I got it. I got That's it. That's our reasoning. Now, we really appreciate it. We appreciate everything you do for us, Walter. It's always great to have you there and uh, be a part of the show and look forward to seeing you next week. With the North Atlanta Home Show, atlantahomeshow.com is the website. Starts Friday afternoon at 12 o'clock. I'll be speaking on how to help your landscape recover from drought. We have the full weekend full of speakers and everything, and then more events happening next Sunday as well at LatterHomeShow.com. Michael, it's great talking to you. Same here. Thanks, Walter. We'll see, see you ya. soon. See you next Saturday. Right. See you next Friday, if not before. It's 811 at News Talk WSB. And so let's talk about pruning limelight hydrangeas. Karen joins us out in uh, Alpharetta. Hey, Karen. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. How are you doing? Well, I'm glad you asked this question because I have someone who has limelight hydrangeas all over her landscape, and Paula is going to advise you on how to prune <laughs> your li- how How big are these limelights? Oh, I would say the tallest stalks are probably eight, nine feet tall. How big are yours, Paula? They're about that size. All right, all right. We've got limelight hydrangeas. But mine are mini or mine are little limes. And they're supposed to be, but they're not. <laughs> I know, I know. They are much larger than they were um, billed as. Yeah. All right, so what's the question then, Karen? Well, I I was curious about the timing of it. I, I have, these are have been in the yard for probably four or five years, so mm-hmm. they bloom beautifully, but they just get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. They're under a tree, and they're pushing the tree now. They so probably get pretty floppy as well. If they get they really do. tall, they'll flop over. They do. I also am curious about the timing for when to uh, trim Japanese hollies. All right, let's go to Paula first and talk about the limelight. So, okay. Paula, what would you do? Uh, I would prune now. For now. Because they okay. bloom on new wood. You know that, Karen? They bloom on new wood. And yes. so whatever pruning you do now is going to be replaced by new growth, and that's where the flowers will be. So how tall, Paula? How high? I think you can cut them back to three feet. Easy. Two feet if you have to. Two right. or three feet is about right. So get them away from the tree there, Karen, so it's not pushing your tree down. Mm-hmm. I think okay. the other issue is talking about floppiness. Mm-hmm. I was advised several years ago, but Walter can tell me if this is correct or not. Anything smaller than a number two pencil, you should cut it off. Because it's going to not be strong enough to hold anything. Because those blooms are so heavy. Right. Okay. Do you mean as they start growing or right now when I'm pruning? When you're pruning now. Okay. All right. Then there'll be a lot of debris. I mean, if yours is as big as they are, you know you're going to have a lot of stuff to carry to the compost pile to do. But that's the nature of the beast. This is not the same, for listeners who are confused here, this is not the same as the blue and pink common large-leaf hydrangea that Grandma had. This is called limelight. And the limelight is notable for, number one, it has beautiful white flowers that fade real quickly to a nice pretty green color to them. And it's a summer flowering hydrangea, summer in... Well, early, early fall, I guess. And um, it, because of that, because it's a summer hydrangea, then it has the characteristic of blooming on new wood, as we mentioned. And so you can prune it in the wintertime to make it not so floppy 
as right. we all know it happens. And what about I, oak leaves? Is it too late to trim an oak yes. leaf? Uh, yeah, I never prune mine anyway. But, yeah, if you prune them now, you're not going to get all that many blooms on them. If you had to remove one stem here and one stem there, no big deal. But if it's just shearing it or doing it like the limelight, not now. Let's okay. not do that. And what about the Japanese holly? How big and what kind of Japanese holly do you have? Well, these are the kind of foundation-looking plants. Why do you need to prune them? Well, they're just, they've gotten, oh, probably over three feet, over four feet tall, and they just need to... Uh, what uh, what size do you want them to be? What would be the nice size for them? Probably about two and a half to three. I think it would be pretty much like the regular, the Chinese hollies, the Burford holly and things like that. All hollies, I think, are going to respond to being pruned in late winter, early spring, when the new warm weather is hitting and they start sprouting out real quickly after you prune. Is there any chance that the bottom of these hollies is real leggy, naked, no leaves down at the bottom of the holly, Karen? Well, I have two different stands of them, and one of them it is. One, of the, so, one in the middle of a, of a flower bed is mm. kind of leggy at the bottom. If that is the case, remembering that when you make a pruning cut, the response to the new sprouts, the new leaves that come up, come up after that cut is made, are only going to happen within four to maybe six inches of where you make the cut. And so the one that's leggy, honestly, you cut it to where you want the new growth to appear within four or six inches below that point. So if you had a leggy one that was four feet high and the leggy, the leggy part was two feet high and you just cut off at the two-foot level, it's still going to have the leggy part below that point because only a few limbs will sprout below where you made your cut. But if you right. took that same four-foot high holly, cut it down to six to ten inches high, then all the new growth would be down low, and they would grow back up, and you would have a pretty-looking holly with full leaves top to bottom. I have really whacked them in the past where they were so ugly for, you know, a couple of months. Yeah. <clears throat> but they definitely flushed out and looked great. I was just trying to figure out, is it too early now, or is it too late? Uh, you're going to look at sticks until mid-March. If you do it now. And so the time I would do it would be the first week of March, maybe, so you're not okay. looking at the bare branches for more than a week or two. Fertilize when you finish doing your pruning so they have a little bit of stimulus to make some new growth and vigorous new green leaves on it. And then I think you'll have a nice-looking holly by the middle of the summertime. Great. Thank you. All right. Good luck with it. Good luck with the limelight hydrangea, too. Do you have time for one more holly? I do not. I have okay. one second before I have to go to the break, so I can't <laughs> right. do that. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Karen. It is Bye. 817. We'll be back after this. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Ooh, nice music, Jason. Who is this? It's uh, widespread panic. Nice. Very, very nice widespread panic. Well, your quick weather updates brought to you by Ackerman Security. 
It's going to be around the low 50s this afternoon, 51, 52 degrees. Tomorrow up to the mid to high 50s, 58 or 59 degrees. Overnight, not a whole lot of change, perhaps a little bit warmer overnight right now. It's 30 degrees outside tonight, maybe 40 we might hit that, and warming a little bit in the next week. No rain in the forecast, all sunny this afternoon. Full weekend forecast comes within 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Edna in Atlanta wants to know when to prune her Encore azaleas. We can answer that question. Hey, Edna, good morning. Good morning. How can we help? I've got uh, Encore azaleas that have grown tall and leggy, Yeah, and I never know whether to cut them after they bloom in the spring or in the fall. It is the confusing thing. They bloom, what, two, three times during the year and think, well, what are we supposed to do with this? When do we prune this thing? The answer, Edna, is right after it finishes the spring bloom. How far back can I cut them? Pretty much as far as you like. I have cut mine from four feet tall down to 12 inches tall, and they're real cute now at 12 or 15 inches tall. Okay. Um, don't, I mean, you don't want to do it necessarily the day after they finish blooming, but within, I don't know, the first four weeks after they finish, so let's get it done by the middle of May. How about that? Okay. And that'll give you enough time for new growth to happen and have a little bit of a bloom in the summer, and then more new growth will happen, and that'll give you the fall bloom on the encore. Oh, that sounds good. All right. Thank you. Go ye therefore and get her done. <laughs> Thanks for calling, well. Edna. Bye-bye. Deb is in Lilburn and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Deb, how can we help? Hey, good morning, Walter. Good morning. I have uh, a product that's an extra-strength fertilizer that's mm. supposedly for abundant blooms and buds. And the <laughs> most I can find on the Internet doesn't address trees, and I wanted yeah. to find out if it would help uh, my dogwoods bloom. Let me assure you that the part about abundant buds and blooms is strictly a marketing phrase and has nothing to do with what the plant's going to do for you. All right? Perfect. So what are the numbers on the bag or the container that you have, Deb? It is a liquid fertilizer 284. All right. It ain't got much in it. Okay. <laughs> if you had a fertilizer with some percentages in the 10, the 5 to 10 range, then we start talking about fertilizing. But 284 has some phosphorus. The middle number of 8% is phosphorus, and that will, it will assist, assist in the growth of uh, roots of the plant. But it's not going to make any great hill of beans as far as making it bloom particularly. So what did you say, 284, I believe you said? Uh, yeah. Deb. So for a, for a tree, what tree do you want to fertilize? I'm looking at uh, like a dogwood. And how much of this uh, 284 product do you have? It says uh, it's 2 pounds, 32 ounces. 2 pounds. All right. Uh, 2 at 2%. There's so little nitrogen in it, that first yep. number, the nitrogen number, 2%. There's so little of that in there that you won't run any risk at all of burning roots by over-applying. But frankly, if you had one dogwood, I would not have any problem putting the whole box out there underneath the dogwood from the drip line on out about five feet or ten feet maybe that's where the roots are that absorb fertilizer okay so just go out there and gently scatter 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 with your hands scatter 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 water it in and the dogwood i think will appreciate it and there we go okay we're gonna give it a try <laughs> i also wanted to say thank you for recommending um the Japanese pruning class, yeah, Atlanta yeah. Botanical Garden. Oh, good. With Norm. Norm Mitlider. It Mitt helped me so much. Yeah. 
and I went and pruned everything in the last couple of weeks, and I can't wait to see what happened because what a difference it made. Norm is a genius when it comes to pruning Japanese maples. Great guy. Thanks again, Walter. You bet. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Paula Bye. White, you like maples and things like that, and you, I believe, uh, are friends with the folks down at the Maple Tree, what is it, Maple Tree? Maple Farm? Ridge Nursery. Maple Ridge Nursery down on Covington Highway. <laughs> Christy runs that place since her husband passed away, and they have a lot of different maples down they there. They have a wonderful assortment of Japanese maples, So really have, hundreds of varieties. And you have in your landscape? Uh, an embarrassing number, probably... Close to 40 by now. Some are in pots. How and when do you prune them? Do you prune many? Um, Well, mine are all small enough. I've only done, I bought a pair of really good pruning shears. But uh, I only am snipping. They're not large enough to require much in the way of pruning. And I'm going to have to go to that maple pruning class before I do anything drastic. Norm Mitleider will set you straight. Exactly. You'll do what you need to be done. It's 827 and a half at News Talk WSB. Next half hour. Mickey Gasway from Pike Nursery will join us at 8.30 to talk about the Pike Pick of the Weekend. Bud in coming wants to know whether or not he can plant fir trees. Guy wants to know about vegetable garden pests. Rick wants to know about rose bushes. Barbara has a dwarf Japanese maple that she needs a little advice on. Elizabeth needs to know about, ha-ha, the car ran through the bushes. Now what does she do to replace those bushes? And Charles in Coven has centipede seeds. It's just not growing. What is it going to do now? All that coming up in the next, next half hour right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.35 on a Saturday morning, 31 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden, the last half hour of Lawn and Garden. We're here with Paula White from the, well, from the Atlanta Botanical Garden, as well as from the Georgia Perennial Plant Association, talking about the Inspired Gardener, their seminar that starts, uh, or be, February the 25th. Dave Baker was in here just a minute ago asking about what kind of things are they going to talk about there, and Paula assured him that these are not going to be egghead talks. These are down-in-the-dirt people from public gardens who are dealing with the public every day. They know the kind of questions that the normal public person, normal gardener who wants to get a little bit better would be asking. And so they're really, really good speakers. Andrew Bunning is a good speaker. Jenny Cruz Sanders is a great speaker. You've got all these nice people. February 25th, the Atlanta Botanical Garden. And uh, there's also, what, the silent auction, too, Paula? Yes, silent auction. And if you want to attend, you can register at atlantabg.org. Um, members, $79. Non-members, $89. Please join us. It's going to be an amazing day. And when you say members, the Georgia Perennial Plant Association is a large, one of the biggest plant organizations in the in the city. And they meet. Let's talk a little bit about GPPA and where you meet and what do you Great. do at the meeting. We meet at the Atlanta History Center on the third Monday of every month except for December. We have also there wonderful speakers. Um, it's an incredible benefit for a very low price. of uh, Membership is $35 for the year, and you have 11 months of outstanding speakers. We have uh, events, private tours to member gardens, other kinds of events. So it's a, And we have a web page and a Facebook page. So please come and join us. Also for the symposium, you are a member. Uh, you get the member discount if you're a member of the ABG or GPPA. Yeah. 
And, and one more thing, a benefit for being a member of GPPA, Georgia Perennial Plant Association, they are really, really friendly and helpful. Yes. And if you are a beginner gardener and you're thinking, I want to have a lot of perennials in my garden, but I'm not sure where to start, just stand in the foyer before the meeting begins exactly. and look sort of lost. And five of them will come over to you and say, hi there, do you have a question about perennials? <laughs> and you'll pretty soon have five good friends who will tell you everything you need to know about perennials. That's exactly and right. So... They're nice people. The website for the Georgia Perennial Plant Association is georgiaperennialplantassociation.org. Mm-hmm. And the registration, again, for the Inspired Gardener is atlantabg.org. Atlantabg.org. We go to the phones. we got Bud who's been waiting so patiently for us. Hey, Bud, welcome to Lawn and Garden. How are you? Hey, um, Bud. I just remembered I've got to go to Mickey Gasway in here sometime, too. But what do you first, Bud, because you're our special friend. Go ahead. Okay, I moved down from uh, Wisconsin about three years ago, and I brought some of my favorite plants with me. Um, they're fir trees, yeah. and five of the six have slowly died off, yeah. and I have them planted in partial shade, uh, keep them moist, but it's well-drained. So I'm just wondering if there's like a disease down here, or if it's nightly temperatures that don't drop enough. Well, you were able to adapt pretty well, it sounds like, but to living down here, but the fir trees, they don't take to the heat of Georgia. Heat and humidity in the summertime is generally death-dealing to furs here. Yeah, they, they last, you know, a couple of years, and then slowly just yeah, fade on me. Pretty common complaint about fir trees. We have other evergreen needle trees that we can grow here just fine, but the uh, spruces, for instance, don't do well here at all, but they're the various junipers that do fabulously well, the uh, cryptomeria. You obviously know that Leland Cypress does very nicely here, but I don't want you to plant that at all because uh, everybody else has. And uh, so there are other needled plants that grow in the south very nicely, but just not firs for the most part. So, But I am the very bottom of Zone 7, so I, I just thought with that, with plus all the humidity off of the lake, that... Mm. Um, that would actually kind of create a northern environment. Yeah, but in, even in coming Georgia, it gets in the 90s during the summertime, I believe. Correct. That is what you don't want. Well, I mean, yeah, Chicago's had 90-degree weather. Yeah, yeah, but not 90 <laughs> degrees for 90 days. You know, it's a different situation completely, bud. It's just too hot for too long, too humid, too sunny, too many things. Uh, well, this will save me some money, because every time I go home, I come back full <laughs> of stuff that I was growing up north that I'm trying to get to grow down here. Exactly. So, okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet, bud. Thanks for calling. So, Paula? Well, I was going to suggest to him um, that the Atlanta Botanical Garden has a wonderful conifer kind of garden. Collection. It's very small. If you go there and look at what's planted, that's what you can grow here. And Bud's up near coming. He could go to the Botanical Garden exactly. thing in Gainesville. In Gainesville. And they but both of collection. them, you will be able to see what will grow here because you're right. Things from the north. I brought hostas with me from Washington, D.C., and mm-hmm. they've all died. And they all died. But you have hostas that do fine. Exactly. Georgia, a little bit thicker leaves, a little variety exactly. that do better and adapt to our, to our conditions down here. And that is one of the reasons why these public gardens, why the Atlanta Botanical Garden in both of its locations, the Gibbs Garden up in uh, Ball Ground, many of these public gardens are so important for gardeners in the south is because we see what grows here. And we don't try to bring down things where... Grandma grew them so nicely up in Connecticut and uh, Wisconsin that don't do so well in Georgia. Ask, we shall tell you what grows here and what does not. Elizabeth is out in Stone Mountain and join. Oh no no no, not Elizabeth. What about Mickey Gasway here from Pike Nursery? Hey, Hi, Mickey. 
My feelings are hurt. What are you just you chopped liver? <laughs> No, this was such an inter- interesting conversation. I wanted to tell Bud, do a Deodar Cedar. Mine are oh, so pretty. Oh, great idea. Deodar Cedar. Certainly. Great yeah, needle Love tree. them, love them, love them. And, and it looks sort of like a fur, too, in the, yeah, the needle yeah. green. It, was it, it looks green. a little mountainy back there. I like them. I love them. Yeah. Okay. Never all right. Well, all right, guys, wait. We have got to talk about business. we got to talk about what is on sale, saving 20% and it, off. And it's primrose. Which mine is blooming that you persuaded me two or three years ago now that I should get one. Yes, I got one, and I thought, it's not going to grow. It's not going to do well. Doggone, it's still blooming right now. I, honest to goodness, I have never had one go through the summer, except a white one one yeah. time that went through a couple of years. But So you're very, you're just good. Yeah, it's just that touch. I go about it every day That's and pray it, over but, it. <laughs> but they are the most beautiful in the spring. I have to have one. And let me tell you, last year I had a guy tell me, and you know what, what beautiful colors they are. Sure. And I've had two comments. I had a little lady, real old lady, and that was a long time ago, so she's probably my age. But she said, honey, this is what heaven's going to look like. <laughs> and I always think about that when I see all those out there because they're so beautiful. But then we had another guy who, for Valentine's, planted his wife a heart-shaped Aww. of these in the garden. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah, ups the game Wasn't for all of us, all of us guys thinking, what can we get our wives for Valentine's Day? Yeah. Well, primroses and a heart shape would not be a bad idea. Wouldn't that be good? Wouldn't that be romantic? I think you should remember that. And I think the success that I've had with mine is because it's in a container, it's well-drained soil, and because yep. during the summer it gets a little bit of shade, and I water it frequently enough to keep it alive. And where, where is it? Is it in, like, morning sun? or? I think it, it gets in? about two or three hours of morning sun. The rest of the day it's in dappled shade from a cherry tree. I think I'm going to try one this year, so you can't outdo me. <laughs> we can't have that. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh, heavens no. Heavens no. Right. So this right. is the so pike. everybody will come in and look at them because they're just so pretty, and, you know, they're... They're just beautiful in a container this time of year. They make you know that spring is here. Primroses on sale 20% off. All you have to right. do is load up your cart with primroses, get some soil conditioner. It would be a good thing to have, some planting soil. Maybe a little bit of EB Stone fertilizer to go along with them. Go to the cashier and say, all these primroses, 20% off. Take it off my ticket, and she will, or he will do it for you. That's right. All right. Primroses, beautiful. And like you say, Mickey, it is like spring has arrived because all those primroses at the nursery look great. They're beautiful. They really are. They sure are. Well, any classes we need to know about? We do. We're having a terrarium class today. Uh, It's one that we like for you to pre-register for, and some of the classes are full, some of the stores, but you can check with your store, your nearest store. It's not until 10, so you can call in and see if they're full. If they're not coming in, there is a cost for this, Mm -hmm. but you get this beautiful terrarium with plants in it and everything, and you get to learn how to put it together. What a deal. Yeah. So if if we wanted to find out where our local nearest Pike Nursery location would be, where would we go? At PikeNursery.com. Mickey, I'm sorry I ignored you at the beginning, but it's great. Okay. I'm glad we had this conversation okay. together this it. morning. All right. <laughs> I'll see you next Saturday. Okay, bye-bye. 404. Well, I'm not going to give the number because I don't have any space on our lines here. Now we've got Elizabeth on the line. Hey, Elizabeth. Good morning. Hi, Walter. How are you? Very well. How can we help? Well, I had a row of Elianus mm-hmm. at the end of my driveway to keep people from going through down into the yard. Right. Um, a car ran off the road and ran all over my Elianus. I've got to have them replaced. And the insurance people from the car accident yeah. said to just have somebody come and do it. So I need to go to Pike's 
and order some, I guess, Elianus and have them come and put them in the ground. But I don't know whether to do it now or wait till spring. Now is a great time. And I will quote to you from one of the gardening books that I wrote. It says, Eliagnus is the only shrub that will stop a Buick along the highway. (laughs) (laughs) But evidently, it did not stop the car at your landscape. It did not stop it. It slowed it down, but it didn't stop it. (laughs) It looks a mess right now, and it needs cleaning up. um, The insurance people said I could do it whenever. You know, it was a good time for me. Yeah. March over to Pike and say, I need about eight Eliagnus and maybe some Daphnes and some other things to make it look pretty out there. And charge the insurance company and get her done. I think I'll just do that this weekend. All right, great. All right, thank you very much. You bet, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye. I think if Barbara were really quick, we could get another question in here. Barbara in Bishop, Georgia, joins us. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning. How can I help? I have a dwarf Japanese maple at my front door. I want to plant some, it's about 15 years old. Yeah. I want to plant some um, variegated liriope and some uh, Stella Dior's mm-hmm. around the drip line of the tree. If I till that area, am I going to kill my tree? Ooh, Paula White, you've got all these 40 maples in your landscape. Would you till around your maples to plant the Stella I wouldn't. What would you do? I mean, Barbara wants something to plant. She wants it pretty around. Her I maple. know. I, maples are fairly shallow rooted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would. I think what I might do is try to trace the roots and. You know, plant, not. Not, not in it. a huge bed. Not right. till it, but do them as individual plants. By tracing I can do that. tracing roots, what Paula is saying is just loosen the ground softly with a spading fork. Is what I would use, yeah. or a pitchfork. A spading fork. You can lift the roots up, sort of see where the roots are. You can dig little areas to plant the daylilies, and they don't need much room right. anyway to plant the right. initial daylily or the uh, lirio. And rather than tilling, just put in little pockets of daylilies exactly. and lirio around the maple. Pockets are good for me. Pockets will work. It's less work and less tiller time, too. Exactly. Yeah. And it will look beautiful. Yeah. Uh, now, my Japanese maple's been having some brown leaf tip over the past few years. I understand from what I've read, I really don't need to worry about it, but I wonder what's causing it. Mm, drought would be my first guess. Dry weather. Right. And heat. Uh, heat, yeah. Some maples just don't respond all that well to heat, so I think dry weather combined with a little bit of 90 degree for le- several days and weeks might be the cause. Uh, yeah, I think your advice is correct. You don't do worry too much about it, and you say, okay, you got spots, and next year it'll be better. That's what I would do anyway, Barbara. Thanks for calling. It's 848. We'll be back after this. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be, well, in the low 50s today, 32 degrees right now. Tomorrow in the mid-50s. Overnight, 32, 40-some-odd degrees. I think it's about 35 to 40 is the forecasted uh, temperature tonight. Warming up a little bit in the next couple of days because no sun or lots of sun, no rain in the forecast at all. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Charles is in Covington, and Charles joins us on Lawn and Garden for the last call of the day. Hey, Charles, good morning. Walter, good talking to you. A long-time listener. Yeah, I bet. Charles, how can we help? 
Yes, I, I, I had the, the uh, a few trees and things sticking out of my backyard, yeah. and I preferred a centipede, so I went and spread some centipede seed. Yeah. But it's been a little over two weeks, and uh, I haven't seen anything. I was a little nervous. Charles, 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 Charles. Who told you to plant centipede in the wintertime? Uh, the temperature is quite warmer. I thought the trend was going to keep up. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Bad mistake. But so, Charles, I... The, the good news is that a lot of birds and other little insects in the ground that ate those centipede seeds and are very happy you put them out there. They're not going to germinate. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know it's okay. warm. I know you thought, oh, well, it's 60 degrees outside. I'll plant the centipede seed now. No. We wait for centipede until probably 1st of May, and it would be even better to wait till the middle of May when it's really, really, really warm. That pops those seeds right out of the ground. Oh. So that means they have to go get some pesky or... Or just wait, then. Yeah, you, uh, they're your choices. That's exactly right. You could plant, <laughs> if you wanted to plant a little annual ryegrass there and then mow it real low and kill it and uh, maybe till that back into the ground by the first week of May and then plant your centipede in the second or third week of May, that would work fine if you need some green to cover the, the mess that was made after the, after the work was done. But not yeah. centipede seed, not right now, no. Okay, well, lesson learned now. <laughs> <laughs> If that's the only lesson, you, right? that's one of the cheapest lessons you'll learn all day long, Charles. Well, last year, last year. Thanks so much, Walter. All right, man. Thank we'll see you soon. Thanks for calling. Last, uh, last word here from Paula White. The Georgia Perennial Plant Association has their Inspired Gardener Symposium happening February 25th. Exactly. Lots of good speakers on the level of most gardens around. And for more details, where would we go? AtlantaBG.org. There you go. Paula, it's been great to have you here this morning answering questions about your Daphne's and your maples. You made a great addition to the Thank show. Thank you. Another addition to the show was Crystal Wheeler, who screened our calls this morning. Did a great job doing that. Jason Byers got our music together. Played Widespread Panic, which I liked a lot. Thank you, Jason. If you did not get your question answered today, you can always go to WalterReeves.com. I've got a search line there. Just put in one or two words. Hopefully, there will be something that I've written in the last 10, 15, 20, 30 years that will be useful to you. You can sign up for the newsletter, follow me on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and all those other things. Otherwise, if you just rather not deal with me again for this week, I will see you right here next Saturday for another edition of, you guessed it, Lawn and Garden. See you then. <laughs>